Welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the games we used to play back when we were kids. And this week it is episode 7, and we're looking at Diddy Kong Racing for the N64. That's going to be in the second half of the show, where me and my friend Jared are going to be talking all about this Mario Kart rival. But first of all, we've got the first half of the show, which is where we look about the gaming news that's happened in the week. Now, before we go into that, I just need to do the usual plugs. If you want to help the support the show, you can do that in a number of ways. First ways, you can go onto YouTube and go to the Honest Pokemon Trainer, whereas where I do Pokemon challenges every three weeks, and make sure you hit that subscribe button and the like button, and just make sure you generally follow along for general stupidity. The second way you can support this show is giving it a review. Give it a five-star review, give it a comment on wherever you're listening to this, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Heart Radio, wherever it may be. It really helps get that show seen. Thirdly, if you want to get involved a little bit more, you can support the show on Patreon, which is about $1.50 Australian, $1 US, and about 70p UK per month. And that gets you access to do one-on-one contact with me. You can send letters in the show. You can comment about the game we used to do. We're so used to do the game we're going to do for the week. You can get involved in polls for the show and get involved in our Discord as well, where we can try and build a little bit of a community. Now... That's all the plug stuff needs to do. I always need to do that every week. I do apologize. But let's just get into the gaming news. So that's what's been going on over the week. Now, I call this show Patch, really, because obviously it's an added patch. So we're going to go into this, and it's Patch 7.0. So what's been going on in the gaming world? Well, there wasn't a lot going on really until Sony decided to release a state of play. Now, what the state of play is, is basically a showcase of what they're getting up to and what games are coming to the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5. Although I joked in myself that it felt like the Square Enix convention because it was literally mostly their games that were being shown for the day. Now, when I was looking at the chat, because I watched this live, a lot of people wanted Dino Crisis, Dino Crisis, Dino Crisis. And if you don't know what Dino Crisis is, it was a Capcom game that released in the 90s, and it had a very much Resident Evil plus dinosaurs feel. I played it, my brother played the shit out of it when it came out. He really loved it. And the first game we saw was a Capcom game with dinosaurs, and everyone thought, holy shit, they are actually making Dino Crisis. Unfortunately, it didn't turn out that way. It turns out it was a title called Exo Primal, and it had a very Overwatch feel about it. So it looks like a multiplayer sort of thing where you're fighting waves upon waves of dinosaurs, but each player has their own sort of ability. So, you know, like there's defenders, there's attackers, kind of has that Overwatch feel. I don't know if I'm going to like it, to be honest. Some people will. If you like dinosaurs, this, and like Overwatch, this sort of thing is going to be for you. Not my cup of tea. Now, why can't they just release Dino Crisis? That's all I want to see. Make fucking Dino Crisis. I'd love to play that. I'd love to play a remake of that or a Dino Crisis 6 or whatever. I don't care. Just give me dinosaurs that I can shoot in a Resident Evil style and actually put that threat level up. Make it scary as shit. Talking about Overwatch-esque games, Bandai Namco released a trailer for their new game called Gundam Evolution. Now, if you don't know what Gundam is, they are basically giant, huge war machines I can do all kinds of incredible stuff. And I am a big fan of Gundam. I love the anime. I love the mangas. Hugely into it. But the games I've never really fallen in love with. This game is a little bit different. Now, whereas you usually play a Gundam game, it's all like played on space. And it's all high action. Things can fly in the air. like Kind of like Zone of Enders. If you've not played, Zone, if you've not played a Gundam game, Zone of Enders is probably the best thing to look at on the PS 
three ps2 no ps2 zone of enders for the best example of what a gundam would play like this however plays very much like overwatch it's team battle it's very much the the machines are on the ground because it's very grounded in war because that's what gundam is it's a war-based anime it's just with giant huge robots although the funny thing is i've very seen very few gundams it looks based on the original um universal I remember the Universal Century Warline, Warline timelines. Get my words sorted here, and yeah, there's a lot, a lot of the main protagonist suits, which I think people will be disappointed for. I think we only saw three actual Gundams from the timeline, and the rest were all enemy forces robots. So they weren't Gundams. They're not meant to be as powerful. But we'll have to wait and see. Will more be introduced as the game comes along? I like the idea of it. It looked like it was pretty cool. So it basically is Overwatch with a Gundam skin. That's the best way of describing it. I might give this one a look if it's it's being built for 4 and 5. I will give this one a look to see, you know, is it my cup of tea? Are they going to bring more suits in? If they bring more suits in, they bring more Gundams. They bring the Wing Zero Gundam in. That's, yeah, I suppose a lot of people don't know what the hell that is. That's a Google for you. I'll be very happy. We'll just have to wait what happens in the future. Next, the Square Enix came out and they basically had to say that their, one of their big projects coming out called Forspoken has had to be delayed. It's an adventure game, it has open world elements like what game doesn't these days. I think that's the kind of thing. Oh, open world elements, let's just freaking make that. Breath of the Wild, that worked. It looks very fancy. Um, I think it looks very good. The music looks good. The graphics looks good. The play style looks very good. It's had to be delayed, which is a bit of a shame. But I'd rather they delay things. I'd rather games be delayed and be complete than be rushed and not finished. So I'm all for this, and it just makes me want to get this game even more. So Forspoken is definitely one that I probably... Well, I think I will be getting that when it comes out, if I can convince the wife. And all of a sudden, out of freaking nowhere... There was a video for the TMNT Cowabunga collection. Now, the Turtles, I know they've started their little gaming insurgence with Shredder's Revenge coming out in a few months. However, I don't think anybody either asked or saw this coming. And it's a collection of all the old games for the consoles, including the arcade games. So you've got the original Turtles game for the NES, the arcade game, the Turtles in Time, Hyperstone Heist... All three versions of the tournament fighters for the SNES, the Mega Drive, and the NES. It's like, what the hell? We didn't ask for it, but cheers. Like, I only recently played Turtles in Time 4, or Turtles 4, but whatever, whatever combo it is, for the Super Nintendo. I played it with Nick the other day, and we actually breezed it in 26 minutes, and we will be covering it at some point. But that was only a two-player, because that's all the Super Nintendo could do. But the old arcade version, you could do all four Turtles. And in this Cowabunga collection, it looks like you can do all four-player Turtles. Whether that means there's going to be online features, because four-player gaming isn't really a thing now. It hasn't been a thing really since the PlayStation 3 era kind of killed it. Um, So whether we'll see that again, I don't know. I have to wait and see how that's going to look. I'd love it if I could play back you know all four my mates in one one house the problem is i finished in 26 minutes so we're gonna finish the arcade game in 26 minutes probably even shorter if there's four of us to get done cost price people saying it's gonna be the price of a full game it shouldn't be worth that much well you are getting 13 games i think it is although saying that would you want to play 
tournament phases on the NES when it's on the SNES and it's on the Mega Drive. They are completely different games, I should add. They're not just straight ports. They are very different of how they play and the characters available to them. Ugh, they're still dreadful games, but at least they're there. One game that got shown I thought was quite interesting was called Trek to Yomi. I think it's pronounced it Yomi. And it's very of an arty style. So it was black and white, different shades of grey, and based in feudal Japan. And it shows a samurai warrior kind of looks like he's trying to save his city. It it looks very, very good in a sense of everything. It's minimalistic. Very it's artistic, I suppose that's the way of saying it. And I'm trying to work out there was a super there's a Switch game, is it little horrors or something like that? I can't remember that it was. It has that sort of feel to it. That two D, three D things happen in the background. And kind of make sure you really feel in the scene. And they're trying to make it feel like an art film. And they actually introduced all the characters and their voices who do them, which you don't often see. I think it looks very good. The playability looks very good. I want to see more of it. I don't know if it's going to be one of those that you're going to finish in 40 hours. I think it'll be a few hours and you're done sort of thing. But seeing like the character walking along and then like things are happening around him like the, there's either a bridge forming and coming up which looked very good it's it's very that it, it artistic is the best way of putting this artistic and minimal minimalistic i don't know how i can describe it any other way it's not like some Jap- um, samurai games where it's just all over the top uh chaos this is very very straightforward you know doesn't look like your health bar it's just you, a sword, go. And that's probably the best way I can describe it. Someone's going to be able to describe that much better than me. But that's, you know, I can't do that on this show. I'm an absolute idiot. We saw a new fighting game coming out called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star, All-Star Battle Royale. Or Battle R. I assume the R stands for Royale. I'm not into JoJo. So JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is an anime manga series. Been going for a long, long time. And it basically follows... is. is quote me if I'm wrong, the various generations of a character called Jojo and the bizarre adventures that they have. It's The art style makes all the characters look very like manly in a sense, but it, the storylines are meant to be absolutely mental. Of course, there was always going to be a fighting game of this sort. It seems like it fits in quite well, but I think anime falls into this style where fighting games are the way forward for them. And I think Dragon Ball Fighters showed how successfully you could make them. I think you've got um, Demon Slayer has got its own fighting game. The Naruto series has often picked it. Bleach, yeah, that didn't really do a good job of it. You know, My Hero Academia has tried it as well. But this, that cell shaded style works very well, I think. And that's how JoJo's been done. It hold, it'll hold up. It'll hold up in like 10 years' time. It'll still look decent. This goes back to The Legend of Zelda. And the Wind Waker, because that was done in cell shaded graphics and it still holds up. You do at first it was like, it looks horrible, but after you get used to it, you can kind of see how it will work and it will hold the test of time. Am I gonna play this? No. But there will be people in Japan who'll be going crazy for this. I imagine people who love the series and love the manga, they'll be after this straight away. But not for me, but I said I'm not saying it's a bad game, it's just not my cup of tea. Returnal got its first bit of DLC. Now I've not played Returnal. It's on the PS5. It was one of the first PlayStation 5's exclusives, and it's meant to be very, very good. And it's one of those games where 
I can't think of the genre and it's doing my head in where you basically keep doing the same thing over and over again but you get a little bit further kind of like Hades but a, more, a, a shooter version and it's the first DLC is going more levels more dungeons but it's also going to have two player co-op which I don't know if that's a good or bad thing I said I've not played Returnal so I can't really give an opinion on that but I watched Maximilian Dude's reaction to it and he was going crazy so if he's given a good reaction to it I'm going to go with that, that it'll work. I will one day like to play Returnal, because um, it, it does seem like it's my sort of game. Like, I've loved Hades. I absolutely love Hades from a Switch. I've played that to death. So maybe playing a shooting version of that, a first-player-style shooter, might be pretty good, but I just really need to get the time to get my hands on it. We then saw... Well, it was the last two games, and this is why I said it was Square Enix, because they had uh, Forspoken, and they came out with these two as well. And it was first one I thought it was going to be a new Final Fantasy Tactics. It bloody looked like it, but it's actually called the Deerfield Chronicle. We didn't see much of it. We only saw a little bit of a gameplay. It screams Final Fantasy Tactics. It just has that element of over, you know, you're looking over the battlefield. You have multiple units to choose from. Um, but whereas in Final Fantasy Tactics, you basically would move one unit per turn, per square, whatever. But in this, it's like, so you, you can move multiple units over a multiple distance. So how that's going to fit in with the whole sort of thing. I think if you've been into this or the recent uh, edition of Triangle Strategy, this is going to be right up your avenue, to be honest. And I want to see more of this. It will be a PlayStation 5 game. Or, yeah, four or five, which makes me think, oh, is it going to be one of those battles are going to be quick or battles are going to be long? I think attention spans have kind of dipped a little bit, so people aren't into playing, like, you know, big three, four-hour sessions on a console anymore, and they just want small little bites. That's how I've kind of seen gaming go down. Maybe that's just because I've got a kid and full-time work and whatever. People can quote me and say I'm absolutely chatting bullshit. We'll wait and see. The final game was at Valerie, Valkyrie Elysium. Didn't really have the oomph that I wanted to. So the Valkyrie games, I think they were an Enix title before they, they merged with Square Enix. And I played Valkyrie Profile for the PlayStation Portable. Did enjoy it a little bit. It wasn't the it was okay. I got with it. But this was the last game that got shown. I don't know, graphically it, it wasn't there. It didn't seem like you know, comparing that to Forspoken. Huge difference. Huge graphical distance in the pair. And which is a bit of a shame because this is meant if this is they should have showed for spoken last and said, Oh, here's where we're up to with this. I don't think I'll be getting Valkyrie. I didn't like the art style, uh, I didn't like the direction of it. For me, it's a none, but a lot of people in the chat were going L L L L rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. I thought there was enough there. You know, I like the DFL Chronicle, really happy with TMNT and Forspoken, seeing more of that, and then happy with Gundam Evolution. So for me. It did tick a lot of the boxes because I can't play every game now. But to be able to have a handful of games, I go, oh, I like the idea of that. Oh, I like the idea of that. I was pretty happy with that. So what other stuff has been going on? Because obviously it's not just a state of play. So talking PlayStation, Xboxy stuff, Elden Ring. Of course, course there's got to be Elden Ring news. There's two bits of stories I've seen from this. The first one is that someone's finished it in 37 minutes. Get fucked absolutely get fucked i'm 20 hours in 24 hours in nowhere near absolutely nowhere near and i'm 24 hours in i think i've read someone's finished it with a banana shaped or banana-esque controller how i don't understand how these people even exist who can do that 
sickening. Like, I'm enjoying Elden Ring. I am playing a lot of that at the moment, really enjoying it. It's hard as balls. But I'm not suddenly going to go out bananas and start playing and using that. It's not my sort of thing. The other bit of news is that other game developers have kind of been shitting on Elden Ring, which I'm not with, really. I understand they've, they're developers, they can give their opinions, but I don't know, for me, it's not my thing to do that. Like, I am not, wouldn't just go and talk about other YouTubers or other podcasts. I wouldn't shit on them. Even if I didn't like them, that's that. You know, they do, you do you, you they do them. You know, you doesn't matter. But having other game developers try and shit on your game compared with your, you, you know, you've got your own title out isn't good. I think I saw someone from a guy called Ahmed, Ahmed Samala, Salamala. Apologies if I pronounced that correctly. I probably butchered the name, I'm sorry. Um, he was talking about how the quests in Elden Ring aren't, aren't very good in the sense of there's like limited things to go on. It's kind of like limited, even hard to find and maybe limited, you know, it's direction that doesn't tell you where to go. Whereas most quest line open world games, it's very much, oh, here's a quest. Here's what you need to do. Here's where you need to go. Boom. Elden Ring doesn't really follow that. And Dark Souls series, the the Souls series never has when it comes to side quests. They're so freaking minimalistic, so easy to miss and so easy to just forget how to do. Like, I've I've played Dark Souls so many times and tried to do some of them. And you really have to know where you're... It's like you need a guide for every for everyone, which isn't necessarily the best thing. I, I, I do appreciate that. You could argue you should be able to do quest lines without a guide. But look, they're trying to do something different rather than say, go catch me 10 cats. Go catch 10 flowers. Maybe they're just trying to do something a little bit different. If it works, if it works, if it doesn't, it doesn't. You know, at the end of the day, it's not it's not the other people's game. So 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 what? It's Elden Ring's game. They can do what they want. That's how they want to do the world. That's how they want to do the world. So not getting off that bandwagon a little bit. The Final Fantasy 35th anniversary website has just launched. So what we're going to be seeing, I don't know. The only thing that's definitely confirmed is there's going to be a novel that's in the works for November. And now this is based on the Final Fantasy VII remake. And it's from Tifa and Aerith, two of the main characters, and called Twin Pasts. And they're going to be talking about their childhoods to each other and how they can increase their friendship. Nothing else has really been announced so far, but I imagine with it being the 30th anniversary, we'll see more gaming news. I know, is it Paradise of Origin? Um, or Stranger of Paradise, whatever, from Final Fantasy 1 is coming out at some point soon. That's coming out in the next few weeks, so we're looking forward to that. We got a huge, um, I suppose, talk with the developer for the new Dead Space remake, which sadly has also had to be pushed back to 2023. I have no problem with this as long as the game's done correctly. And I was expecting it to be like a few minutes, but actually it was a whole big thing. We got to see how they're making the game, how the sound is. They show the orchestra at work. They showed how sound is going to be impacted in the game. They even went in to show how Isaac, the main character, his breathing sounds, like when he runs, when he's fighting someone, when he's going to run out of oxygen because it's in space. I thought that was really good to show you. And I actually showed you how it's been laid out. So how the character will do things and how the game's going to register stuff. Stuff I've never really seen uh, in, you know, we don't often see many games go into that sort of development. But with the Dead Space crew, they seem to be wanting to really do that. And they showed a new trailer that was right at the start. Looks absolutely haunting, you know, bits of 
bits of flesh just on the floor. The character Isaac, his design looks very good compared to where you have Isaac um, from Dead Space 1 on the PlayStation 3. is a huge overhaul. I really can't wait for this game. Like I'll admit, Dead Space 2 was one of my favorite games. It's in my top 10, I think, of all time. Dead Space 1, I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I wouldn't say I enjoyed it more than Dead Space 2. I think I enjoyed, for Dead Space 2, the more action-y elements they added, whereas Dead Space 1 is very minimalistic, is, is grounded horror whereas Dead Space 2 has been a mixture of horror and action. So I kind of felt like, like Resident Evil 2, 3 compared to Resident Evil 1. That's probably the best way I could... Or Resident Evil 4 compared to Resident Evil 1. That's the best way I could see it. And um, what else do we have that happens? Oh, yes, there has to be some Pokemon news. There always has to be Pokemon news. Some guy, I'm going to butcher this name as well, a guy called Vinilif Odomsine, who's 31 in America, has been sentenced to three years in prison... Because he decided to use $57,789 worth of COVID loans to buy a Pokemon card. He basically claimed I needed help, I needed money, so I'm going to get this huge loan to buy a Charizard. He bought a first edition Charizard rated at 9.9, sorry, 9.5 under Beckett, which is one of the main gradings. Yeah. Most people would buy cars or most people would buy a house. No. This dickhead decides to commit fraud and buy a Pokemon card. What the fuck? Like, I like Pokemon. I like Pokemon cards. What are you playing at, Sunshine? Do you think nobody was going to notice that suddenly 60 grand has suddenly gone towards... Hmm, where's that gone? How can you show you've used that money? I've got this bit of card. It, it, it battles. It's a really shit card to use in the game. Ugh. But at the moment, yeah, he's gone to prison for three years. That's going to be fun, him paying it off. And in fact, the card is now in the possession of the U.S. Marshals. It's a weird siege for them. And they're going to auction it off. Because that's what they do with all, you know, items sold and prop. And basically, that's been through criminal actions. So it's going to be that. It's going to be a really interesting auction to go to. I, I can imagine a lot of people are going to turn up to that one to get a first edition Charizard. It's not a 10 out of 10. It is not a 10 out of 10. It's a 9.5. The 10 out of 10 sell for like $200,000. But you're not going to get 57000 for it because that's what the guy paid for it. Even that was meant to be over the top. It's going to be really interesting to see how much this will make at a, <laughs> an auction and how many people are going to turn up just for that card. I imagine we'll hear more about that story just because it's so unique. Now, the final thing I'm going to talk about is that F-Zero X, as a racing game, considering we're going into racing games, uh, that was also released on the N64, is coming out for the N64 expansion on the Switch. So if you've bought the N64 expansion games, F-Zero X will be coming soon. Oh, granted, I like F-Zero X. I think it's a really fun game. I played the shit out of that when I was a kid. I just wish they would get a new one. I wish they'd give it to somebody else. Nintendo seemingly forgot about it, as it has about Star Fox. Just just give the properties to somebody else. I don't know whether they're worried they're going to, you know, a new F-Zero would take Mario Kart shine. Don't think that's going to happen. I can't see any F-Zero game being bigger than Mario Kart. Mario Kart is still selling very, very well. Maybe that's why we haven't got a new Diddy Kong, and we talk about this in a few minutes. But I just want to see someone else have a go at F-Zero. And I guarantee if you say, if Nintendo put the license out for that or, and Star Wing or Star Fox, however you want to say it, people would go on. Develop, give us a smaller company, see what they can do. 
if it makes you some money, it makes you some money. If it doesn't, what have you lost? But I just hate to see all these old game franchises not being touched and nothing can be done about them. Like, we've only had three F-Zero games. F-Zero back on the NES. Oh, no, on the SNES. F-Zero XN64. And I can't remember what the the GameCube one. The GameCube one. I played that as well. Was it GX? I can't, I can't remember what it was called. But I enjoyed that as well. But I think one on the Switch would be great to say. And maybe with the, you know, with the inclusion of F-Zero XN64... We'll see what people think of it. And if you know younger generation get their hands on it, they might go, oh, we like this. Let's play a futuristic racing. Because it was very different. You know, you got your health and your energy boosts. Your speed boosts came from bits on the track. It wasn't necessarily through... There were no weapons. It wasn't like that. You were the weapon. You could basically become the weapon. You, you Your cart could annihilate someone and get them off the track. There was a whole race dedicated to that called Death Battle, which was amazing. I think you had to get all 30-odd track cars off the track until it was just you and them, or just you remaining. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I played it last at a bar. Absolutely kicked ass with my mate Rob. But that's everything that's happened in the news so far. As always, if there's more stories, please let me know on Twitter if I've missed anything. And now we've done that, we're going to go into our main section and talk about Diddy Kong Racing. So let me just put some music on. And when we come back, myself and Jared will be talking about Diddy Kong Racing that came out for the N64 on the 31st of October, 1997. Fuck me, I'm old. We are talking Diddy Kong Racing and returning, returning to the show is my good friend Jared. A good friend. Oh, I've been upgraded. Well, it was the Jones brothers. It was, um, I've kind of fucked that up last week and I was like, oh dear, <laughs> I fucked up your name. No, no, it's all good. Um, I will be here more often. Eventually it'll be the Jared brothers and, the I'll, <laughs> and I'll be happy with that. You know, that's my end goal. Yeah, but your brother will beat me up. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Even before the boxing, he would have yeah. done that. So Liam, Liam, when he comes next on, he's a big boy, Liam. Not fat, he's just monstrous. <laughs> He'd literally embarrass me. He's younger than me as well, which is sickening. I hate him. But we're kind of going off topic. Don- Diddy Kong, because we say Donkey Kong then. Diddy Kong Racing on the N64. You've done a rerun, which I'm very impressed. So I haven't played this since I was very young. And I thought, you know, I'll, I'll just get into it a little bit just to sort of refresh the memory and then did a full playthrough of it because I realized, oh my God, there is so much stuff here that like I didn't, I don't remember, but mm-hmm. like I got to certain tracks that I'm pretty sure I didn't know existed. Oh, but, really? But then the music starts playing and I'm like, oh no, I know this banger. And you. <laughs> so clearly I have played these. So the memory's there. Like I. I... I've, I listened to another thing about it, another show about this, and I was like, and it was bringing all my memories back. And I remember, it's like, did I do this? Did I do it? Yes. No, I 100% this game. <laughs> I remember. And throughout this, and I suppose we can't really apologize for it, there are going to be a lot of comparisons. It's unapologetic. Against you, Mario Kart. There yeah. has to be. Well, it, it's basically designed off it. it yes. Is, it came out, um, what, three or four years after it? No, I think it was really quick after it. I really? Think it what year did Mario 64 come out? Oh, I think it was like 97. Well, that's when Diddy... 96, 97. 97 Christmas, I think. Yeah, Diddy this Kong came out really quick. This, okay, this came yeah. out very early in the N64's lifestyle. Lifestyle, oh, yeah. life cycle. Life cycle. Okay, cool. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so it, it it's very similar for a reason. It's a good... 
it's a good uh, basis to yeah. if you're going to steal from something. <laughs> if you're going to acquire it from something, yeah, yeah. steal it from one of the better ones. That's it. That's it. Uh, while we're on that topic, though, one one's better. Mm. One player or single player, Diddy Kong. One hundred percent. Multiplayer, Mario Kart. I agree. I think that's I, where we're going to go through because it, yeah, it's got to be. I, I mean, I enjoy um, Diddy Kong by myself, but as soon as you play with someone, like the skill differences are just, they're, they're so obvious that you don't really get that enjoyment of yeah. like, racing together. With Mario Kart, like I can be a lot better than someone or a lot worse than AKA you, mm. um, but I still have fun because you know the further you get ahead, the more likely I get a fun item. Yeah, because you can pick yourself up when... It's very different here. And, you know, you can say some games have skill, but Diddy Kong, there is, I'd say, more skill to Diddy Kong than Mario Kart. Definitely. I think the three, for two, for, I'll give it a few reasons. You've got, the diff, first of all, is the fact that there's not just a car. You've got the hovercraft and you've got the plane. Yep. And if you don't know how to handle that hovercraft, you're fucked. Yeah, the, the ho- I don't think anyone likes the hovercraft. No one likes the hovercraft. No, no one I've ever played with. No. Like, yeah, hovercraft. Shit, but like, it's like, oh, we've got water levels. How can we deal with that? Like, the obligatory <laughs> water levels. Oh, we'll use the hovercraft. Just don't put them in. That's it. What could we do? We could just, you know, avoid them. It's like, no, we need levels for them to hate. Yeah, we, everyone needs a water level. <laughs> Fuck it, we'll just put... Oh, just hovercraft. No, it's bullshit. Fucking hated that. And then the plane. And the plane's not hard to use, but I just, I found that fun. Uh, I I think the plane I find it very hard to actually use properly. Really? Um, but like the the three dimensional movement is so fun, especially when yeah. you get to. So when you're when you start up the game, you, unlike Mario, where you go in like the Grand Prix and you just go in the races and stuff, mm-hmm. the first area that you go into a Diddy Kong racing is like a world map. Yeah, that's the, this is the main difference between this single player is the fact it's a world map. And it also has a story. Yes, oh there is a story. Yeah, Whiz Pig. Yeah, Whiz Pig. This big <laughs> ass pig. This big ass pig has taken over what's the, I wrote the island down. He's wrote he's taken it's, over Timber Island, which is the Tigers yeah, the t- Island. Yeah. He's taking it over and you've got to go on your mad there are five worlds. I think there are five. So there's Four to get to Whizpig. Oh, four and a, and a secret one. Uh, yeah, secret one. A, a secret completionist one. Completionist one. So you basically... With Mario, yeah, Mario Kart, it's you do like your Grand Prix, stuff like that. But with Diddy Kong, you've got to drive in this open world map-ish Ish. to basically get to the race itself. Yeah, and the, so you go into these little hub worlds. Or get worlds. to the door. Yeah, so there's a little hub worlds, and there's like four separate... like hub worlds of tracks based on like a theme so that you've got the snow theme mm-hmm. you've got your a dragon theme it's it's like a f- forest i guess mm-hmm. um in any case and then you got your pirate theme and uh you just you standard grassland theme yeah um and within them you've got the a bunch of different doors which you need to collect balloons which you get from like winning races, winning races. or finding them around the open world and like it's sort of free free roam. Like you can sort of go from one hub world into a different hub world and yeah. un- unlock those doors. It's sort of like Mario 64. Yeah, so you're not restricted. There's no linear path like there would be with Mario Kart. Yeah, yeah. And I actually really enjoyed that because if you... Like the themes are similarly like visual. Mm. Um, so if you can go from different worlds and sort of change it up, the music changes a lot as well. So it gives you a lot of variety. And then you've got... Um, like hidden keys in each of the worlds. So, so that's one thing we can go on to because it wasn't like Mario Kart. Essentially, it was win the track, win the race, win your four races, get your cup, 
and then do it on do them all on 50 cc and then 100 cc 150 cc and then reverse so it's increasing levels of speed whereas with this they make you win races to get a balloon the balloons open doors but then to progress in the story you've got to win all the balloons in that area then you've got to get a key you got to beat the guardian oh, you got to beat the boss yeah yeah you got to beat the boss so the boss which we'll get into in a minute so you beat the boss then you have to get silver coins yeah so you go back through all the races, races again you just and collect silver coins so there's like eight is it eight is it in the I, track i think it's eight or seven so you basically you rate you got to do the race and you've got to collect coins, which are a bit out of the way. They're not like, you know, follow the route. They're a bit out of the way and then still win the race. Yeah. So it's kind of like the game's basically saying, well, here are the first four levels. Get used to them. Now you're going to do it again. Now you know what you're doing. Let's make it a bit harder. Then you've got to beat the boss again. And then... A harder version of the, the boss, boss as well. Yeah, yeah, harder version of the boss. Then you've got to do a track. Then you've got to do a Mario Kart Grand Prix-esque of win all four races yeah. in a row to get a trophy. So it really does like bring that replayability. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, replayability, you get very good at those tracks. And each time you do them, it gets harder. So, like, it, it it's a nice... Um, when when I was playing as a kid, obviously it would have been way nicer because you, you sort of had that progression of, oh, I'm starting off bad and then I get better. Now, as an adult playing it, I'm sort of... I'm pretty much as good as I'm going to get yeah. in the first half an hour of playing. Um, yeah. And like, and then after that, it's sort of just like, yep, I'm doing this track and yep, I'm doing it again. And then, yep, I'm doing it a third time. And um, But I, I imagine when, when it first came out, it would have been much more, much more intuitive the way that you go back into tracks. Because you can't really do the, redo the tracks until you've like acquired a thing. So, right, okay. So you do it, you go through the tracks the first time, but until you've gone through all the tracks and fought the Guardian, the silver coins don't open up. Yeah. And then once you've done all the silver coin ones, then the Grand Prix opens up. Yeah. So, and, um, and the, yeah, the way that that all works, I feel is very rare in, no, like, you, rareware. You do, rare and rareware, yeah, yeah. yes. No, but it's, it's like, it's a collectathon, but a kart racing game. But fun. But, but fun, yeah. And it's a collectathon that, that challenges you. It basically makes you good. Yes. Oh, God. It, like, I say I'm as good as I get in the first 80 minutes. That game is so hard. It is. It is a, so hard. It is And, like, my nostalgia was ground away so quickly at, like, how often I was losing. <laughs> well, that's the thing you do. And then there's also a key level. You've got to find so, a key. So, in each world, there's one hidden key. And it doesn't tell you which track it's in. And, like... Uh, spoilers are just yeah. With this game's been out for a long yeah. time. Come on. The first, the first level is like sitting in the middle of a track on a ramp just off to the side. And it's like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. All right, they'll all be like this. I had to Google the rest of them. Like, there's <laughs> no way I was finding them. In one of them, you literally have to drive across a drawbridge, hit a bell, which is just like sitting there, and it looks like it could just be a a bug glitch or something you're like oh that's yeah. weird if you hit the bell the drawbridge that you just drove behind raises up behind you you Crazy. have to at least have three levels of boost to turn around boost up the ramp jump into the castle and grab the key and then that gets you another little game and, and then it gets you those like um battle battle games um which is amazing it's like another thing to do so that's like the multiplayer games doesn't yeah, it really yeah. Yeah. it's you're playing that's the multiplayer the, that's game that's the real multiplayer ones and my favorite one is that there's this one where you grab dinosaur eggs yes and it's like 
it it's not hard, but it's just fun to. I remember this specifically of stealing my mate's eggs, not because like it was more adva- uh, more advantage to do that. It was just funny. Yeah, just like stop it, stop <laughs> stealing my eggs, you bastard. <laughs> but that's the thing that you know the fact you have to do for all these things. You think about yeah, you had to Google them. How the frick I found this out as a kid? Because I did it. I must have done it. Yeah, or same with here. Like Google wasn't around when I was playing it. So we must we must have done it. And you mentioned something which we haven't actually spoke about. We'll go to this first, what you spoke about, you said about the boosts. Now, in Mario Kart, you mentioned earlier that you can get items, you can get fun items, which and the items can essentially dictate where you come in a race because you could get the bullet, you could bullet bell, you could get a star, you can get lightning. All those things at the back have a massive impact. Whereas Diddy Kong Racing, it's completely different. It's not like that. The items are essentially balloons, different colours of red, blue, and green. And then there's like a pink and purple starred one, which I completely forgot about, which I, was a shield. There's a shield as you well. You get a shield, which lasts for a short period of time and gets longer each level. But, and then there's also a magnet, which is like a is rainbow. That the green, is that the green one? No, the green one's the droppable item behind right, it. Right, okay. But yeah, so the um, there's like a rainbow colored one, which I also forgot about, which is a magnet which draws people towards you, which I'm still not quite sure Why how to Why would you use. do that? I don't know. It's Maybe like, if I'm, they're I'm, in front of you? I'm first. Get here. Well, <laughs> Make this race easier. There's your assumption that you were first. Well, yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> so you had red, which was like missiles. Blue is your boosts, which yep. was the most broken. Yeah, everyone used the blue boost. ones. But essentially how this would work, unlike Mario Kart, Mario Kart, you get your buy item, it's yours until you get it. In this game, you could power it up. So if you were to go through another red balloon, you all, you say you've gone through one red balloon and you've got your rocket, you can go through another red balloon and you power it up to level two. Go through another one and you power it up again. So that was essentially the thing with the boosts. You could get to level three boosts and you're, you're flying off. You're, like, you're on crack and you are off. I see. I remember it like making it last longer, but it doesn't. It just makes it faster. So like it's the same period of time. It's just a bigger boost. And the third level boost literally shakes the entire screen. And every time I do it, I get so disintorientated. Uh, yeah. Just like, and like, oh my god! It feels it feels like Will Smith in um Men in, in, in Black. black. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like basically don't do it on a bend. You're fucked if you do it on a bend. Yeah. But this is where that level of skill comes in because. Whereas, again, Mario Kart, you've got your item, you know, it's, it's stuck. If you get, like, a rocket on a red balloon, and then you accident, you've got a level three rocket, and then you somehow jump into a blue balloon, bye-bye is your item. Yeah, you just go to a level one balloon. You give a level one speed boost. So there is that level of skill of when do you get your items, you know, do you have to, you know, are you going to take a little bit off track to get that magnet balloon or whatever? So the, and, and, and the balloons aren't randomized at all. No, all they're through all the fixed. whole track, they, they are all fixed. They will always be the same color balloon in the same location. And I think that there is, there is one of the big differences. Huge difference when you can talk about skill between Mario Kart. strategy. You can actually strategize. You can't do that in Mario Kart. And you kind of have to in in Diddy Kong in the later levels. Oh, definitely. You've got to to strategize. Now, we mentioned very early on about the Guardians, essentially the bosses, which, again, Mario Kart doesn't have. These are where you race one of four Guardians, monsters. There's a thing. There's a a Triceratops, a dragon. Is it a a seal? Is it a seal? Or a walrus? Yeah. The ones with the big tusks, the walrus. Yeah, walrus. And a octopus. Octopus. And you have to basically race them and whiz pig at the end and basically go from start to finish and whoever wins, wins. Yeah, and they've all got their little things like the dragon's flying, breeds fire. So they can, but the whole thing is basically get get boosts and you've got to, you know, one little fuck up, one little mistake 
Yeah, and you fu- you, you screwed. Fu- you screwed. Yeah. You are boogered. Um, yeah, and you get the the missiles, like you get attacking missiles on them, and they're quite big targets compared to um, the other races. Oh yeah, they're huge. Um, but like if you get the third level one, you get like a barrage of, of yeah. missiles, and you sit there and you barrage, and, and like you can use like six missiles and still miss them because they'll be that far ahead. Because that you far and stuff. ahead, and so like it's. Yeah, they're not easy. And then the second time around, they get even harder. They get even harder. It's, it's just like, oh. I, I remember the amount of times I would get pissed off. And I was like, fuck this shit. But the, I know I did read this a long time ago. It's not so much when you're in front. Sorry, when they're in front. It's definitely when you're in front. A rubber band. It's a rubber band principle. Oh, yeah. So no matter how far you think you're ahead they are always going to be right on your tail because the rubber band will bring them forward that explains specifically the dragon yeah like, so because the dragon when he breathes fire yeah. he makes a the voice actor does a very funny role on him he sounds like he's putting on an american accent but it sounds like a swedish guy putting on an american accent that's weird it's, it's very funny um but when he breathes fire he just goes Ugh. <laughs> and so you'll be you'll get ahead of him and I'll be driving away from him and I just hear behind me uh, 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 and it's just so creepy and it never got any quieter no matter how far ahead I thought I was and there we go the, rub, <laughs> the rubber band effect and that's essentially the same with Whizpig he's, he's the prime example of that rubber band effect I can't remember where the hell I listened to this it was when I, when I was living at my old house that one. As a, you, you can't see this. <laughs> we can point to his old house. We can point to my, where I used to live from where I live now. It's weird. Um, but yeah, so I did read that. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Because the same thing is like, yeah, why is that little dickhead? Well, little dickhead. Big yeah. dickhead. Always behind me. But they were good to do. But one thing I thought was very good. You know, as we said, if you one little thing, you're fucked. you got to restart. But the good thing with this, you can just click start, pause, start, restart. And you go straight back to the start of the race. And you don't have to go to a hub world. You can just go straight to the start. Yeah. Which and was, oh, if you had to go driving, you know, and you beat a bo- you, you lose to a boss and you've got to walk all the way back to a fucking boss and you're like, fuck this shit. But uh, the fact you can just restart, oh, brilliant. <laughs> it sounds like you've been having trouble with Elden Ring. I have been. <laughs> I have been having problems with Elden Ring. Fuck Elden Ring. No, I love Elden Ring. No. Do you know what? No, no. I'll, Elden Ring's better at this now because they've put the bonfires as they cut. They don't call them bonfires. Yeah. They're much closer to the bosses so the walk is very minimal. But in the old Dark Souls games, fuck me, you had walks. to go on a big hike to get into the boss and that can be ruined in like one swipe and you're like, oh, you cunt. I you think we le- I think we leave this for the Dark Souls episode. Oh yeah, is Dark Souls retro now? Well, you said uh, I did say PS3, PS3, and that's PS3 title. It's PS3, isn't it? Yeah. Whoever does Dark Souls with uh, me, dibs, dibs. Oh, you heard it here, folks. Dibs. I'm calling dibs on it. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people who want to be on this show, and you're going dibs to Dark Souls. It's going to yes. piss off people. Yes, it is going to piss off people. But I have the um the benefit of I said it on on the actual microphone, um, and if you're nice to me and don't just not put this out until somebody else dibs it um, no this will, this will be coming it. out early yeah so be... I have a recording of me calling dibs first <laughs> so this is proof so they can fight me all they want but they, this is proof <laughs> alright we will do yeah Dark Souls is getting a lot of dick sucked that episode sorry mom sorry dad 
Um, and God bless you. you. Know what? My dad tries to listen to this. He tries to listen I, to the podcasts. I heard the review. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> it's a good review. Huh? So my dad reviewed me um, two weeks ago. I think it was. Well, the time of this going out. Um, yeah, he reviewed it. So God bless him. I love you, Dad. You tried. You tried. <laughs> he's probably thinking, grow up, son. That's what he's probably thinking. Now, one of the the main problems that Diddy Kong Racing does have. I think it has to say is where Mario absolutely destroys it is the cast. Diddy Kong's cast at the time of when it first came out was fucking shit. So I I actually know a little bit about this. So they used it was like a pro am like racing title before. It, yes. it had a bunch of different other stuff, but the important thing was the Timber the Tiger was meant to be the main thing. Wasn't was it? meant to be main, um, but. Uh, they didn't like that, so they were like, what about Diddy Kong? Because they didn't want to use Donkey Kong, because mm-hmm. they were like, no, Diddy Kong is rareware, he is our original thing. So yeah, he was their him. original character, wasn't he? Yeah, from Donkey Kong Country. That's yeah, it. Yeah. It's like, he is ours, we're using him. Um, Banjo-Kazooie was all already in development. It, ah, and it was because Banjo-Kazooie was severely delayed. Yep. They this brought one, this they out. Brought this one ah, out. see, I know some shit. There yep. we go. So that's that's why um, yeah, Banjo uh-huh. exists there. Uh, he's talking and he sounds weird. They haven't got the voice for him. Is right. he talking in that so, one? So when when you go in the uh-huh. uh, when you go through uh-huh. the voice select, uh, yeah. the, sorry, the character selection, they'll be like, "Ah, oh, pick me, pick me," or something like that. And it's so weird to hear Banjo with his voice, and it's not quite. It's like it's not like a. <laughs> it's not like that. It's very. It's much more high pitched. Fucking love Banjo. And then going over Conker, and Conker's just like, oh, what the hell? and it's just like, oh, that's weird. That's <laughs> the thing. Like if they if they were to redo this now, I I, I went no no Conker, you look shit. And I think they <laughs> did want to make a Conker's platforming game, and then they scrapped it. And went, now we're going to make Conker's Bad Fur Day, which is one of the best games ever. See, oh God, I just, I'm just wondering at those kids that played as Conker and were like, oh, Conker's really fun. I really like Conker. And then Conker's Bad Fur Day comes out and it's like, mom, dad, well, it's the character uh, I play in Diddy Kong. Can th- we get it? This is, this is a side <laughs> note. And I know my cousin Stefan listens to this and he used to get his games because... Um, I love him to pieces. Stefan, it was true. Your mom and dad were minted. Um, they were able to get the games. Like, mm. they get some really good ones. And they got Congress Bad Fur Day. And I, part of me is like, so, well, because of my, my other cousin, Sarah and Paul, I was like, did you, did you find anything out about this game before you bought it to <laughs> Stefan? Because, yeah, and Stefan was only, you know, he was like 11 or 12 or even younger when this came out. And the first bit is Conker coming out of the pub pissed. I was like, and he's pissing everywhere. I was like, this, I'm vomiting. I was like, this is superb. And so if I played it now, I probably would go to Conker and go, yep, 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 yep. 100%. But I don't think, yeah, they, they, it wasn't out or anything like that before it. So he was just a chipper, like, oh, I'm, I'm so cute and tiny. And- who, who did you use back in the day and who do you use now? Oh, okay. In, back in the day, I used Banjo. Yeah. Um, but that's most likely because I was playing it after Banjo came out. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, now I used Conker until I got Drumstick. Who's Drumstick? Oh, There's the a chicken. chicken. You can unlock a chicken. Yeah, and he's I don't chicken. know if he was any good, but I just thought it was, he sounded hilarious. So. These are like old... Um, What's what's the Warner Brothers one? Fud? No, not Elmer. Oh, Falcon Leghorn. Falcon Leghorn. No, it's not quite Falcon Leghorn. I say, I say. But I definitely put on the Falcon Leghorn <laughs> voice. Um, but uh, so there's two unlockable characters. I got the other one. This has to be reminded. Yeah, if you do all the time trials. Yeah, with, uh, you, you do all the time trials. You get the time trial. Clock TT. Dude. TT. Yeah. I got him. I was like, 
It was in... No, I remember. I got that clock. I fucking... Yeah, I did it. I did everything. How sad am but, I? Speaking of TT and the time trials, so if you completed the... Um, the you got the keys, and then you completed those um, uh, arena-like areas, mm-hmm. you would get the, a TT amulet. Mm-hmm. Um, so the four TT amulets, there were four like boss amulets, mm-hmm. and then there were four uh, cups. Yeah. And you had to get the four, the four boss amulets to verse Whizpig, mm-hmm. the boss. Then once you've done that, there would be a party on the beach. Yeah. And then Whizpig would come running up and be like, ah, ha, ha, time for me to say goodbye. And then get in a spaceship well, and then just di- fly out well, into space. Come, didn't he come from space? That's like, the whole thing. I think Whizpig I, came from sp- I read the blurb. He came oh, from space. Well, it probably might have been in the manual, but I don't I don't remember it at all in the actual <laughs> game. In the game. Um so yeah, he's just like gone to space and it's like oh, okay, Mr. Wizard Pig has gone to space. Was it after the credits as well? Uh I think No, no, was- then the credits happened. Yeah. Right? So you'd have that scene and the credits happen and I am assuming child J- Jared would have like stopped there or something. But once again, I do remember the songs from the last level. Yeah. But yeah, so they have the credits. End of the game. But then if you unlock all the trophies, mm-hmm. you can go to the lighthouse on the beach, which is a rocket ship. How the fuck do you find this shit out? You just drive around. There's a, there's a sign with the and it'll like have the cups on it. Right. And so as okay. you, if you get all the cups and you go to that sign, which is next to the lighthouse, you just go into the, the lighthouse, you fly up into space and ta-da, you're in the space level. And if you beat all the space levels, you gotta beat them normally, and yeah. then the five's silver, and then you gotta um once you've done that, you can verse Wiz um Wiz Pig again, yeah. but he's on a rocket ship. Rocket. Well, just a rocket. <laughs> it's it's just a missile. <laughs> but this is the thing. Look how 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 much shit. Like that's not going to be like a Mario Kart. Like a you know, this is going to be a full full twenty odd hour game. Well, yeah, but okay. So so you got to go through all that to get to him. That's the thing. But, it's a lot. But you also have to get all the TT amulets to actually open the door to verse him. Oh so, Jesus! So Christ. you have to get all the TT tokens, which means you have to find all the keys. Which means you have to have already found all the... And you have to 100% the game... To get to, to it. To actually get to the proper boss fight. And then... And then... You can beat that. And then... It, you do Adventure 2. Adventure 2 mode. I... I everything's sw- mirrored and the sky is black. Yeah. If you remember. And, yeah. And like... The silver coins are in different locations as well. It's like... Fuck. And it's just... There is so much game in this game. But not a lot... It, it seemed like very efficient... Development. I think it's brilliant development. Like they've got a lot of game, but not a lot of actual um, meat in the game. Well, no, but they, have, they not- haven't really. Essentially, yeah, it's like twenty odd tracks. Well, how many? It was five worlds, argument's sake, and because four, four, and then the secret. Yeah. With four tracks each, you got twenty tracks, and they've managed to make this superb. They've yeah, managed to make so you, much out you of it. Basically, have like a hundred different uh, courses, and yeah. Like, yeah. It's crazy. Because that's the thing. You could play one track, but the moment that you... Uh, and you stick to your racing line, that you know, you know you're know mm. going to win. But the moment that you start putting um, the silver coins off the beaten track, well, now it's become a different track to you. You can't race the normal line. And, and the tracks split up as well. Like, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. There's multiple ways you can go in certain tracks and stuff. So you, you have to... Like, you can't get all the silver coins on one lap because they'll be on a split. split. So you've got to go around once around twice in a second direction and then some of them are like hidden in shortcuts and stuff like that so 
Like you gotta, you gotta actually look you've through these know, levels. You've got a plan. Yeah. Imagine if Mario Kart did that. Like it, it doesn't need to because there's nothing else that can go against it. But imagine if they did a story mode. Oh god! Imagine if yeah, Mario Kart like the eight was like they just added the story mode now. That'd be well. Mario Kart's got the DLC coming with forty odd new tracks. Yes, yes, but it's still Mario Kart. It's still like, Mario it's, Kart. It still doesn't have that single player world that Diddy Kong Racing had. No, it didn't. There's not. I can't think of any other game. I was reminded very uh, consistently of Crash Team Racing, which I'm guessing is based off this and not so much Mario I've Kart. never... I think I said this early on when, when we did Crash. Yeah. I've never played that. So that is one I will one day have to get. I'll, I'll probably just buy the remake because it's a, you know, it's a yeah. remake of it and just put my thoughts on that one. Yeah, I'll, well, I'll go through the remake and I'll let you know if there's anything you should be angry at. <laughs> <laughs> probably. But yeah, um, they, they did the same thing. They have the open, the open world that you drive around and stuff like that. So... I, I think just giving giving the player like putting them in the middle of an open area and being like, "Hey, go, have fun," and and Great. just discover how driving works and like the fact that you run into I think his name is Raj, but that might yeah the elephants yeah, the elephant you He's run elephant. Into, you run into him and then he turns around and goes, "Oh, would you like to change the uh, the car you're in?" A stereotypical and, Indian is like, "Oh, that's I, a bit borderline racist." I heard they changed it for the um the DS. The D- did remake. they? They changed I, it for the I, DS yeah, one, which. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you, I understand why, but I also understand why people would be annoyed at that. Well, yeah, because like, like hey, just because he's yeah, it's a stereotype, but he's also an Indian, Indian elephant, elephant so, so he's gonna sound like that. Yeah, if if they got an Indian dude to do the voice, I think there'd be a lot less. Oh, oh is it not? Well, I suppose. I it. imagine it sounds like a white guy putting on an Indian. Is it, is it, a, is it a, poo, a poo situation all over again? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What do you think this game would have sold as well had Diddy Kong been in it? Not been in it? Uh, oh, God. I don't think it would have really gone anywhere because, like, that was the that was the big rareware. That was the, that was the, the drive. Yeah, that was the big rareware part of, um, of like, this look, Diddy Kong. This character from this game you all love. Uh, it's a racing kart game. It's like, oh, I love racing kart I games, and I love Diddy Kong. One hundred percent agree. I think without Diddy Kong, it's, it still would have done been reviewed the same. It'd be a cult classic. But it become a cult. It'd have yeah. to be a cult classic because there's no way people like people would not just pick that up. You would not pick that up ahead of Mario Kart. Mm. Th- thinking about that now, isn't it a cult classic now? Well, I'd say well, I'd say it's a class. I'd say it's a classic. I wouldn't say because people would people would still say if you'd played the N sixty four, you would have played that. Yeah, okay. I think everybody would have played it because it had Diddy Kong. Yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. I'm I'm just thinking of like all the people that talk about Mario Kart and stuff like that. You never hear anyone talk about Diddy Kong racing, and it just makes me think. It's I like, think because is it considered a cult classic? I now? think it's Are because it's because Mario Kart is Mario Kart. You know, it's such a global phenomenon, and, and fact, it's subsisted much longer. Yeah, like, and Diddy Kong's only had one game. Like, I thought about this. Would you ever get another Diddy Kong Racing? Uh, I I'd mean, say no. Not, there's not much point, is there? Well, that's the thing. There's no point. There's, I know that did, uh, Rare don't own Diddy Kong anymore. Yeah. It's back with Nintendo, as I believe. But why would, you know, they make another racing game where Diddy Kong is already in Mario Kart? Yeah, it's... Yeah, there's not, there's not much reason to do it. I, I imagine if you did another game in the same vein of like more of a collectathon adventure type kart racer mm. um you could probably sell it but it'd be it'd be a hard sell you know, these days especially with Mario Kart is just now the kart racer game That's and the thing it's the kart racing game 
like it's not much you can do to be to go against it. Yeah, yeah. So you probably get buried pretty quickly. And this is the thing: if they did make a Diddy Kong racing, although they own, they Nintendo own Diddy Kong, Rare still own Banjo, Rare still own Conkers. They weren't in the remake. Oh, weren't they? No, no. They were replaced by um, Trixie and Tiny Kong. I think. Oh, were they Trixie and? Oh, I, I never think, knew that. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, so, they, they, so obviously they couldn't come to an agreement. Yeah, they must have been. They couldn't uh, come to. Or, or Nintendo just didn't bother asking. <laughs> Yeah, but actually, well, they could have not. Ba- it's Banjo and Conker, though. Like, I, those are the. Like, d- yeah, it's Diddy Kong Racing, but Banjo and Conker are pretty. They're, they're bigger big, now. Big stars. I, th- I think with the way that, you know, with Banjo now being on Smash Brothers, you, Nintendo and Microsoft are pretty much like that. Yeah. So you'd be, you probably. If they were to do one, I think you would get them. I don't think there'd be any problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we were saying about, you know, kart races being buried. I think, you know, Sonic have tried it, and the Sonic ones aren't that good as far as I know. Disney, are, Square Enix are trying their own version. I was like, and so are Disney. Wait, okay, what? So Disney are bringing like a Mario Kart, and Square Enix are bringing one out, and I'm like, ugh. This reminds me of when PlayStation or Sony did the, um, try to do like the Battle Royale. Oh, um, that's happening. We've got, I know, side note, this is what happens on this show. Yeah, they did the All-Star Battle Royale. Yeah. And then you've got now... Um, who brought one out? Nickelodeon brought one out. Yeah. Uh, which was, idea was all right, but then it was dreadfully executed. And Warner Brothers are doing their own one. Right, okay. And so it's got Batman, Superman, Rick, Rick and Morty. <laughs> oh my God, I want to see Rick fight Batman. But it's got oh. it's got Ultra Shaggy, which is what I'm excited Wait, for. It's got Ultra Instinct Shaggy? Ultra Instinct Shaggy's oh in it. Oh my God, they're oh, living oh. in the memes. Yeah, he goes, um, he gets this like, he goes like and do, he gets all like, like really hippie and he gains like a yellow aura. I was like, oh my God, they're putting in Ultra Instinct Shaggy. Oh, actually, I think I've seen that. Yeah, I think I saw that and I, I saw a bunch of people just go, oh my God, he's here. I, he'll be in Mortal Kombat. He'll be in the next Mortal Kombat. They'll put him in. It's awesome. He, Ultra Instinct Shaggy, it has to be like, um, like Goku, it's going to be on and then quickly off though because if you have Ultra Instinct Shaggy fighting you anyone, win. you win. You win. <laughs> a side note, look, you have to do some digging on YouTube and look at, look at the base of the history of Ultra Instinct Shaggy. It's a brilliant... It's, it's so ha- stupid. It's, the idea is stupid. It's how the internet came together. If I hear any more about it on the show as a news it comes up, I will bring it up as the news <laughs> segment and go through the whole thing but we're not doing that here. But when it says the collaborations, essentially, yeah, you can do collaborations. That's why I think if they did, if they were to do another kart racer, you would get the Conquer on board. You would get the Banjo on board. The problem is, why would you want to bring one out? Because you could just put them into Mario Kart. You could you just really put them into Mario Kart. That's yeah. exactly it. And I think Mario Kart will go that way. The fact that Mario Kart has gone down on DLC way recently with the 40 odd tracks, I was like, that's how you need to do Mario Kart. I remember just, when just... you're talking about this on. Um... The new section. Yeah. So when you were talking about this, I was thinking um, they would do a... If they were to do another Mario Kart, it would be a Super Smash Bros. Ultimate style of like everyone is here. And instead of being... They'll still have the name Mario Kart, but they'll add everyone into it. That'll be a mission considering how big Smash Brothers... Because that's what they're saying. Smash Brothers um, next one won't come out. Yeah, well, they'll just keep adding to it. They should just keep adding. Don't Because if they were to make a new game... I just chucked that across the room. Sorry, guys. (laughs) She's literally launched his phone. Is that one that my little but girl probably ring in a minute? No, recording. Um, But I just, I yeah, I didn't just add to what we've got. That's how I do it. So add banjo, add 
conquer. Yeah, we're we're in the age now where you can you can just upload yeah. stuff, and and when you can do that, you can charge people for the downloadable content as long as the downloadable content is Good. like well. As long as it works with the old content, mm. um, you don't want to be in a situation where you force people to pay to get new stuff or you can't play the game you paid for anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know I agree with that. Or, or you do the season passes. or I, I think I think they've kind of figured all that stuff out. Um, so if uh, I'm not sure how much the coding works on this, but Mario Kart 8, they could just keep adding to it. Yeah. Um, it they could, that could be Mario Kart Ultimate. They could add an adventure mode to it at any point. Everyone lose their if, shit. If they made a Diddy Kong adventure mode, it would be incredible. Yeah. I just think it would be the best. I can't see how you'd ever... You'd never play another cock. It would destroy... Oh, I suppose the difficult thing, it already is destroying... Yeah, there's no other car races. There's no other car race can like, compete. So why do they need to do it? But I'd love to see it. Yeah, I would love to see it. I reckon you you could definitely make uh, instead of just adding stuff for free. I reckon you could totally make people pay for that. Oh yeah, because that'd be completely separate. Um, every, everyone would want it. Um, because the single player is fun, but Mario Kart's a party game. Yeah, Mario Kart's always been a game you play with your friends. So like adding a single player mode, which is like. A, like story or an adventure and stuff. I, I reckon everyone would love that. Yeah, I'm not getting my mouse though, am I? You're not gonna get Pipsy, Pipsy the mouse. She ain't coming across. I, yeah, I was like, she was mine, at her and I was just like, did they plan something for this? These other characters? Was- that's what I was thinking. I was like, because I heard you know Banjo, all oh, that's coming out, and then Conker's meant to be having because they they released the first few shots in mag. This is back how old I was. We didn't have videos. We had shots in magazines, and I yeah. did see shots of Conker. And then it got all completely scrapped. They must have. They must have thought we can make better, get you know, more things. And if you're going to put that freaking tiger as the main character, yeah, like you must have had plans for him. Must must have been something big. I know. I think the turtle's in banjo. I remember the turtle is in banjo, and the croc is in Diddy Kong. It's in Donkey Kong Country. Wait, the croc's in Donkey Kong Country. Mm-hmm. As like a bad guy. Bad guys. One of like the croc Kremlin. One Kremlin. Wait, 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 wait. So is this? This would have been um, like one of the later Donkey Kong countries, or they were just like, "Oh, let's just take one of these random bad yeah, guys yeah, yeah, from yeah, yeah. DK I think, country." I think it was, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Anyway, and um, the, yeah, the turtle was in Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, the croc does look evil. Like, no matter how much they try and make them all look friendly, the croc does look evil. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's, just, it's, just... it's not just because he's a crocodile. Because I love reptiles. Mm, <laughs> we have to in this country. <laughs> yeah, that's it. They're all the cutest cuddlies. They'll fucking get you. Yeah. They'll fucking get you. They'll take your fucking arm off. But yeah, um, so was there anyone else in the roster? I think that was it, wasn't it? Was there a mole? A badger? Oh, a badger! Yeah, it was I, a badger. I never played as the badger, but the badger looks like uh, he was actually a fighter pilot. If you put a pair yeah, of goggles, yeah, 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 goggles yeah, yeah. on him sort of thing. Imagine getting him as a, a, a character. Like, they're like, oh, we'll put him as a, like, a main character for a game. Be fucking shit. Although saying that, well, if he'd made Conker, I would have thought that would have yeah. been shit. Look what that turned out to be. That's it. Well, you, we're in the age of um, just cuddly... Uh, Cuddliness works. Uh, yeah, cuddly mascots, right? Yeah, cuddly mascots. You just, ta- you just take an animal, you personify it, and ta-da, you now have a new mascot. You have a new mascot. And it, yeah, essentially that was it. But it was a fucking good game. But one thing actually we've not talked about was the multiplayer. And I think Mario Kart shits all over it. Yeah. I think mean, that's what I love to play Mario Kart for was the battle mode and the N64. The Donk Diddy Kong's, unfortunately, does not match up. I think mean, without the adventure mode, if it was just adventure, just cups, 
it would lose all day long. Without the adventure mode and just cups and a multiplayer, it would yeah. never get played. Yeah, well, the, um, like, I don't, I haven't played uh, Mario Kart 64 in a while, but I, I do remember the controls in Mario Kart 64 being a bit better for, like, collision detection. Collision, yeah, 100%. And, and, like, the items, the items are so fun. If you are first and second in Mario Kart and you guys are, like, close in skill, dodging shells, dropping bananas and item crates and stuff like that, like, that stuff is so fun to do with a, yeah. with a friend. But in uh, Diddy Kong Racing, it's just whoever had the blue balloon. Whoever the blue balloon. Which wasn't, is the guy wasn't, in front. And it wasn't... Yeah, that's the thing. If you were really good, you're, you're going you're gonna to screw your mates over. It just wasn't as fun. Yeah. I think I... When... Because I had... Except a, for the dinosaur egg-stealing game. I will defend that game. Yeah, that's the, a fun game. The dinosaur egg-stealing... That was pretty fun. But <laughs> the thing is, though, when you're doing it with mates, or whenever, I, I used to have, like, N64 parties back at mine when I was a kid. And we would very rarely say, let's play Diddy Kong for the multiplayer. We would always pick up Mario Kart. It's either Mario Kart or GoldenEye when you've got your mates around. It was never it was never Diddy Kong. Yeah. It just it just fell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah, that's that's what I always thought. It's just a shame, but I as I said, I don't think we'll ever see Diddy Kong again. I think we'll see it maybe as a re release, as in like on the Nintendo Switch N sixty four bundle. Yeah, I can, I can imagine them bringing it back on Switch. But I don't think we're ever going to see a new one. No. I just don't think. I think. I think There's I think, no reason. There's no reason. I think even as I said, Square and Disney, why? Because you're going to get... <laughs> like, I love Square Enix. I love Disney. You're going to get shitted over. And it's like you're trying to cash in on something where the Monopoly is 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 still Mario. It's not like Mario Kart is fading anytime soon. It was in January, as of this year, it was the eighth best selling game that in January and, it's, and that was That's, all it's consoles been out for so long it's and it's a, a Wii port. U it's a port it's a port of a Wii U game which was the worst selling like and it was second second behind Arceus or Arceus I have to pronounce it properly yeah oh my god that's what I mean the fuck like I you, mean uh, why people people like playing it it doesn't matter if you're a hardcore gamer if you're a casual gamer or if you're handing it to a nephew it, people love playing that game mm-hmm and it has the difficulty slider. That's something um, I think with, with a more like adventure-based progression um, in uh, DK Racing, you can sort of make it as hard as you want. And like they they clearly have set up to to get harder as you go on. Yeah. Whereas Mario Kart is you you pick your CC and that's basically picking your difficulty. Yeah. And you can go to the Rainbow Roads the special cups and the really hard tracks, but it doesn't matter if you pick 50 CC mm-hmm. because unless you're falling off the track, the, everyone else is just as good as just you. Just as good were. as you. And I, I honestly think, I think if they did, say they did bring out a new one, right? They brought a new Diddy Kong Racing. I really think it would struggle. I still think it would really struggle to sell because Mario is Mario Kart is so big. By and large, when, Mario Kart, when this came out and it was against Mario Kart, that was only the second Mario Kart game. Now we're on Mario Kart 8. That has well and truly got a foothold in this world. I think Diddy Kong, there wouldn't even be a place for it because no parent is going to pick. No parent's going to pick Diddy Kong over Mario Kart. And you'd be looking like people like us who goes, holy shit, Diddy Kong, I'll play that. And then we play it for a bit and then we'll never touch it again because if we want multiplayer, play, yep. Mario Kart. Yep. And that's that's where all the um, longevity of games come these days. Yep. I think longevity it would lose. And yep. be, yeah, you play a single player and back to Mario Kart. All right. Which uh, is a bit of a shame. Yeah. Bit of a shit way to end that, but yeah. Well. There's be life. There's be facts. There's a, there'd be a good way to end it. Go What's on. your rating? Um, 
I'd give it an eight just because I I thought it was a solid game. I said multiplayer wasn't the best, but I genuinely enjoyed it more on my own than Mario Kart, one hundred percent. Yep, and as as a fellow gamer, um, we spend most of our time gaming alone. Correct. Uh, <laughs> sad face. Sad. We need a sad face. My <laughs> wife will be going. Fucking loser. <laughs> um, so nostalgia factor. Before I replayed it, I would give it a nine to a ten. Mm-hmm. Um, replaying it, I, I still think it's bloody amazing. So mm-hmm. I think the eight is a good. Um, uh, is a good uh, ground, but oh god, I want to give it lower because I just was so frustrated. <laughs> I, I have lost so much. You can't respect. give it a low. In my argument, you can't give it a low score for difficulty. No, no, that's my argument. No, Any uh, game, no, one hundred percent. Most most hard difficulty games will go up in Correct. score. Correct. Um, but oh god. It's an eight, but God, I wish I could give it lower just because, like, oh, I'm so angry. In a, in a Elden way, Ring 2. <laughs> this, is, this is the Dark Souls of Diddy Kong racing games. Dark Souls, Diddy Kong, Mario Kart, yeah. Dark Souls. Fucking Mario Kart, baby. Fucking hell. Diddy Kong, that's where it is. So what would you give it? Uh, yeah, I'd give, give, give it the eight. Yeah. That's a solid one. Well, thank you very much, Jared. No doubt we'll have you on again shortly because now you've dibbed Dark Souls. Yeah, dibs. He's, he's dibbed so many games off camera. You, you're ridiculous. He's, he's got so many. But Jared, we'll see you again soon, my friend. I look forward to it. All right, catch you later. And once again, thank you very much to Jared for coming on. It's always good fun to have him on the show. And thank you very much to everyone who's listened. I hope everyone has a good time. You take care of yourself and I'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.